Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm Megan Dwyer. So in the theme of Thanksgiving this week, I want to talk today about gratitude and how it changes our brains because I find this really fascinating. I've been seeing so much research lately on the impact that gratitude has on us physically, socially, psychologically. And even though I know all of this in my rational brain, I still struggle to do it, especially when I'm super busy and super anxious like I've been lately. During difficult times, gratitude can sometimes feel impossible. Maybe we're struggling, maybe we're going through stuff that can be really painful, and when we're caught up like this, which is totally normal by the way, it can be so hard to think beyond our little orbit. And usually when we are thinking of others, it's to compare ourselves so that we can make that confirmation bias of ours happy, even if it keeps us feeling like crap. I think when we're overwhelmed, we all have a tendency to overlook the things that are going well in our lives and only focus on the negative. Yet, when we're in a place like this, this is when it's more important than ever, I think, to think of others and get out of our heads, right? So this is what I want to talk about today. But first, I want to get into the science around gratitude because I find this really cool. So bear with me here. In its simplest form, gratitude refers to a state of thankfulness or a state of being grateful. It is the readiness to show appreciation for and return kindness. Gratitude helps to overcome our hardwired negativity bias, which I just talked about. This is our tendency to focus on negative events rather than positive ones. At one point in human history, negativity bias served a purpose. It was a survival function. But now, when we don't have those same same threats around life or death that we used to, our negativity bias still exists, and it keeps all those warriors out there worrying and the rest of us functioning with higher than normal levels of anxiety, right? And because of that, it takes so much intention to practice gratitude. Practicing gratitude requires slowing down long enough to think and reflect, which seems harder and harder in a culture where we are constantly expected to be on, right? We've become beyond, I think, overstimulated and overscheduled and focused on the future so much that we struggle to see what's directly in front of us. Or, and I'm going to say, because this is me too, We're so obsessed with trying to improve whatever situation that we're in. So um, getting a different job, trying to lose weight, trying to be the perfect parent, right? That all we can think about is what we lack. I said before that I'm not somebody who gratitude comes to easily or naturally. 
I resist it hard. And my point today is that if this is you too, you are not alone. This is part of being human. Just this morning, I yelled at my kids trying to get out of the house so we didn't miss the bus. I was so beyond annoyed and in a bad mood because I had so many things on my to-do list at work and I was just like stubbing my toe trying to get them done and nothing was working. I was stressed and I was feeling overwhelmed and I called my husband at work to vent and he was busy and stressed and he was sassy back at me, which made me even more angry, right? So when everything in the moment feels like it's going horribly, I find it incredibly hard to get out of that place, even if logically I want to. It's so much easier to think that I'm just unlucky and that things will never go my way than it is to think the opposite, right? We all can relate to this, I think. I think some of this has to do with the fact that it's hard to create new habits, but some of it is also the fact that it just plain feels good to feel bad for ourselves. And it's not even that it feels good, it's that it feels familiar, which is comfortable, versus trying something new, which is very uncomfortable. So how does practicing gratitude change us? Like specifically, what does it do to our brain? I did do a little bit of research on this, so bear with me, you guys. I am no scientist. But you all likely already know this part, right? That practicing gratitude releases two happy hormones into our brains, serotonin and dopamine. Serotonin is associated with happiness, focus, and calmness. Serotonin increases a long-lasting feeling of happiness or well-being. Behaviors that release serotonin include things like aerobic exercise, like walking, running, biking, swimming, right? Um, Getting sunlight, getting quality sleep, eating a balanced diet, even taking antidepressants like SSRIs. I never knew how those worked before, but now it makes sense to me. Dopamine is associated with rewards and motivation. When dopamine is released in our brains, we feel a sense of temporary pleasure. So this is the high we get after shopping, um, after eating really yummy food like ice cream, or winning a game, or drinking a glass of wine. Serotonin and dopamine are neurotransmitters, meaning they are chemical messengers in the brain that pass on signals to and from the central nervous system. This is my very simple way of understanding this. But the coolest part is that when gratitude is expressed and or received, the brain releases both of these chemicals. So logically, the more we practice positive, grateful thoughts, the happier and healthier we feel. And the brain has something called plasticity or flexibility, like it can stretch when we think differently. And if we do this consistently, just like when we do anything, like we build muscle when we do yoga consistently, we can help to strengthen the neural pathways transmitting that serotonin and dopamine to the brain. I think of those neural pathways as like highways But again, I could be way off. If there's anyone out there listening who knows more about brain science, please reach out. I want to learn more. (laughs) But one distinction I really want to make sure that I address here is the intention behind gratitude. If we're practicing gratitude with the intention of escaping anxiety or an uncomfortable feeling, it's only going to be temporary. 
it's going to work just like the other short-term tools that we use for comfort, like retail therapy, like having that glass of wine that I talked about before, taking the bubble bath, right? All those self-care things that we're taught. Those things are all great, but they're used as temporary escapes and the underlying issue hasn't gone away. In those moments, what we really need is to learn how to process those uncomfortable emotions in a healthy way. So if you take anything away from this episode today, make it be this. The practice of gratitude is most effective when the intention is purely to become more grateful. I think we all need to practice gratitude or write it out when we're already in a good emotional space or at least a neutral space. And that way we're going to get the most out of it. And that makes sense, right? I know that when I'm not in a great headspace, gratitude is the last thing I want to do and it feels fake to me because the energy that I'm giving out that I'm feeling is not what I want to get back. So I think the solution here is to work through the negative headspace, to sit with it and all of its discomfort and come back to gratitude when you're in a different place. Gratitude can be used as a proactive tool to keep you in a positive headspace as opposed to a reactionary tool to escape discomfort. I just mentioned intention before. I think that's the other big piece to this. We need to get clear about what we're trying to use gratitude for. I think we've been taught that it's going to help all our problems go away. And I get caught up in feeling like I'm a bad person because it just doesn't come naturally to me. But I think we have it wrong. Yes, the science is there, like I just talked about. But I think we need to practice gratitude with the intention simply of becoming more grateful, not with the intention of becoming less stressed. Because it won't work, right? We're looking for all those positive rewards, again, that gratitude can give us. But yet we haven't worked through the underlying issues that are causing us to not be grateful in the first place or have a hard time being grateful in the first place. It's a short-term solution for a much bigger long-term issue, right? So if we can get to that place where we're practicing gratitude from an already, let's call it neutral place, right? Not negative, but neutral. Then we're also getting the benefits, that we know come with gratitude, right? Thinking about things that we choose to think about instead of our minds automatically gravitating towards the negative. Um, Strengthening those neural pathways that focus on positive thoughts. Training ourselves to see opportunity where we used to see limitation, right? So in this way, a gratitude practice needs to start when we're already in a good place. So being calm, taking deep breaths, and focusing on the present moment are key here. And writing it down versus thinking it makes a big difference. I always thought I could just think it out, but no. (laughs) Physically writing it out on a piece of paper. Studies show that people who write write down what they're grateful for each week have less anxiety and depression than those who didn't. So to kind of wrap this all up, my point here is it's great that we have one day a year dedicated to being grateful. But as I've been telling my kids, 
we can do this throughout the year too. And they don't actually understand that, but we're getting there. (laughs) Through all the things that I have been learning on this personal development journey that is this podcast over the last three years, I think the biggest lesson for me is to learn to sit with the discomfort, not to try to fix things by being perfect, not to try to label myself as a victim and assume the world is out to get me, not to avoid it until it goes away, but instead to welcome it and to nurture it and to learn to live with it. I always thought that there were just people out there who have anxiety like me and people who don't, which I always thought was the rest of the world. And I thought in my black and white perfectionist brain that the more work we put into it, it would eventually just go away. So it's a me problem, right? But that's not how it works. And this goes for everything, not just anxiety. It comes and it goes and it ends up being a part of who we are. And we have to learn to embrace it and move with it instead of pretending it's not there or trying to fix it and make it go away. This is what it means to be human. Everything is welcome at the table. We just need to get comfortable with that. And when I think about Thanksgiving, I always get this image in my head of a bunch of people sitting around this beautifully decorated table. And I'm sure this image came from a John Hughes movie or some fabricated image of reality from my childhood. But regardless, this is what it still is for me today. So maybe this year you metaphorically sit around this beautifully decorated table that is you with all the parts that you maybe don't show every day in front of people. Maybe it's the anxiety or the depression hanging out with the empathetic and the thoughtful. Or maybe it's shame pulling up a seat right next to acceptance or enthusiasm. And maybe you all make a truce with each other. There is no perfect There is no cured. There is no happy all the time. There is no sad or angry all the time for that matter. We are complex and emotions are deeply layered and oftentimes confusing, but they're there for a reason. So let's lean into them and let's use those emotions as a guideline for what we need to get curious about. And let's recognize that they're all there to help us. And let's be grateful for that. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening today. I am wishing you and all of your families a very happy Thanksgiving. And I hope you get a chance to take a break and decompress this week and maybe have a little bit of fun. Thank you guys so much. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.